And we were all hoping we'd be able to pay folks back. We were a million dollars in debt to our employees, which is a terrible thing to do. First of all, it's illegal, right? I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now, what is detecting that I'm going to grab the box of fudge stripe cookies and take it with me? How does, how does the computer system know? You went right for the snacks. <laughs> I am in a fake store with a real pack of fudge stripe cookies in my hand talking to Will Glazer. Glazer and his new company, Grabango, are developing a grab-and-go checkout list system for stores. And it works. And they're image sensors. So we know what the fudge stripe cookies look like. And when you pick them up, we see them transfer from the shelf to your hand. Once it's in your hand, it doesn't matter if it's in your hand or your cart or your basket or even in your pocket. So a thing that might be shoplifting, which is to say put those in your pocket and walk out the door, is no longer a crime. It's just a way of shopping. And I walk out. The sound and the green light means you're good to go. That's pretty cool. And that's all all there is to it. That's, That's the entire experience. And I got my foot stripes. And you, gotcha. and you keep me if you want, but they're about a year old, so you probably don't want those ones. <laughs> now, we can't talk about what Will Glazer is doing now without the context of what he did before. So you started, uh, you started Pandora in your living room. I did. Can you explain to me, like I'm five, any part of the algorithm? I mean, Duran Duran yep. gets, gets a, a, you know, a five on a 10-point scale of rhythm, or how does it work? Mm-hmm. So... We broke down music into about 400 characteristics. Jeez. And one of them is, is the lead singer a male or a female? Is the lead singer a single person or a duet like Simon and Garfunkel? Or is it a large choral arrangement or is it a 50-piece chorus? And those are characteristics of the vocals. Another is, is the vocalist pitch perfect with a velvety smooth voice or or is the vocalist kind of gravelly and kind of close to pitch but not not that spot on there are maybe 20 characteristics of the voice that we capture and a similar 20 of the rhythm and a 20 of the lyrics and 20 of the the guitar solo and all those components and it adds up to be hundreds and 
there are some that I care deeply about as a listener to music, and there's some that you care deeply about as a listener to music, and they may not be the same. And so you and I both may like that same Duran Duran song, but for wildly different reasons. You may be responding to the vocals, and I may be responding to the keyboard part. But we all have things in music we like and things we don't like and things we just don't care about. And the system is designed to absorb all of that, all those 400 characteristics about music, and then learn which of them I respond to and which of them you respond to. The goal was to develop radio stations that were customized. Okay. Because back then, FM played what it played, and you liked it or didn't like it. And we built the company in that direction for a while. And then the dot-com recession happened. Mm -hmm. And during the dot-com recession, 2001, 2003, it wasn't possible to raise funding for anything consumer-facing. So creating a brand was not a thing that that the venture capital community wanted to fund because there was so much money poured into sock puppets. Like, there was a lot of money was wasted. (laughs) So we pivoted the company to doing other things. So we built kiosks for Tower Records, and we built um, a recommendation engine for America Online. We built technology for other people's brands. And it was a marginally successful business. So it was successful technically. It worked really well. But it wasn't particularly profitable for us or our investors. And then in 2004, the market changed, and we were able to raise funding to pivot back to being a consumer-facing brand. And that led to Pandora.com that you know, which is online customized streaming radio. There was a point, though, where the company ran out of money. Oh, several. Oh, yeah. We, we, we scraped the treetops and more. Oh, absolutely. Tell me about that. That must have been terrifying. It was tough. So as a business person, you have success and you have failures and you have challenges and you overcome them. And we ran out of money, not once, but, but repeatedly. And when you run out of money, you have to not pay salaries. You can't afford to pay people because you don't have the money to pay people. And so several times, Tim or me or both of us or sometimes John as well, went to the team and said, we have the money to pay your salaries for the period you're currently working in. But starting on the 15th of the month, we are not sure we can pay that pay period. And if you guys need to leave and go find another job, there will be no hard feelings. But if you're able to say and continue working, we will founderize you. It's a word we invented. And founders in the early days of companies work for free in exchange for stock options. So we gave people more stock options than they would have otherwise gotten for working for free. And we took their took the salary and accumulated as debt. So we still owed you the salary, but we weren't able to pay it. And we were all hoping we'd be able to pay folks back. And at the end of a year or more of doing this, we were a million dollars in debt to our employees, which is a terrible thing to do. First of all, it's illegal, right? So we were upside down with the labor board. And two, you have this ethical, interpersonal commitment to your people to to, to sure. pay their salaries so they can pay the rent sure. and buy they their groceries. You. And they trusted us, right? They did it because they believed we would succeed. And we did. We pulled it out. We paid back every dollar we owed and gave all those folks significant shares in the company. And every one of them is now a millionaire. So yes, because Pandora, Pandora is sold for a staggering amount of money. It that's was, right. Do you remember how much it was? It was a lot. Three and a half billion dollars was the exit. And that's a lot of money to go around. And yeah. so all of those people that stuck with us and risked not getting paid did very well. Yeah. Um, but boy, like taking a business risk is a thing I'm comfortable with. But having those people rely on you to pull it out, you really better pull it out. And it wasn't obvious we were going to be able to. So it was, it was scary. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So in the end, we can, we know you are a good entrepreneur. We also know that you're very good with mathematics. You have a triple major in computer science, math, and physics. And so post-Pandora, you decide, and I'm going to ask this question in a way that might hurt your feelings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You decide to take your talent and your ability to use mathematics to solve the world's problems and apply it to something that makes it easier to check out of a store. Is that the problem that needed to be solved? It's it's a well-phrased question, so thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, I did buy some cookies. <laughs> so I came about it a little bit backwards in the same way that I came about Pandora backwards. So uh, technology is my hobby. Like I'm fascinated by all kinds of things that I don't do for a living. And one of the things that fascinated me, dating back to the Pandora days, frankly, is the computer vision technology. And I originally learned about it in the context of driverless cars. And a ton of time, energy, and smarts was being vested in teaching automobiles to drive themselves without a steering wheel or, or a human pilot. And I don't know that I can contribute there. But I recognize the value of computer vision. So computer, computers can now really see. They can really tell a stop sign from a yield sign, from fudge-covered cookies to, from, to Oreos. We can really I th- tell I them I think apart. that's a, a key thing that people who are not familiar with the technology and who haven't tried out uh, your technology need to understand is a simple camera is able to detect me, the product that I pick up. Is it the large or the medium? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I then do with it, do I walk halfway out the store and then tur- turn around and set it back down again? Mm-hmm. Or do I keep it? Um, not easily. I mean, there's a lot of technology there, but routinely, mm-hmm. that's amazing. It's a, it's amazing. It's amazing to me, and I work with it every day. And we all have it in our pockets. So if you pull out your smartphone right now and you look at your pictures of yourself and your family, your smartphone is able to organize you and your wife and your daughter and your son and your grandma and all that stuff into buckets only by how they look. And in, in many smartphone operating systems, you can type in Oreos, and if you have a picture of Oreos in your phone, it, it will, will find come it. up. It will come up. Yeah. And that we're already able to use ourselves, it's in our pocket. And we're taking that same technology and applying it on a larger scale to grocery stores to find, <laughs> to find Oreos in the wild. <laughs> now, you know, I gave you a hard time that of really of all the things that we could solve, but you put one estimate that you spend in your lifetime 32 days in line in groceries. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I mean, I guess you know, I, I I used to you know look at the magazines on the on the rack. Now I don't know who any of the people on the back covers are, <laughs> so I fiddle with my phone and I answer email. But yeah, I could see that over the lifetime, thirty two days in line. Yep, yep. So, so so the question is, when you have this powerful technology, computer vision, what can you do with it? And so I started looking for business applications and. When you add up all the time that people spend waiting in line for groceries and for convenience, it's economically a bigger market than driverless cars. It's enormous. We all spend our time in line. Every survey about retail lists the things people like and people don't like, and the top of the list is always lines. It's the worst part of shopping. And if you can eliminate that, you you give a gift to every person who's using it. Every consumer gets the gift of time. And you eliminate the thing everybody hates, and you speed up the economy. Like everything works financially more efficiently when you don't have both the the cashiers and the customers sitting around waiting for the barcode scanning to happen. Now, uh, someone, particularly one, somebody who lives in San Francisco, is be hold on. This already exists. This is the, the Amazon Go stores have existed for a couple of years now. Uh, what are you doing that Amazon isn't? Or you know, maybe another way of phrasing the question is. Of all the companies to compete against, you want to compete against Amazon? Mm -hmm. People have called me crazy, (laughs) and this wouldn't be the first context. (laughs) So Amazon's business, the Just Walk Out business, is to build a store that works with their technology. So their technology is what it is, and they're designing stores to be compatible with that technology. We took exactly the opposite approach, which is to say we built our technology to meet stores where they already are because we want to operate in existing stores. And the idea is if you can go into an existing store, that's where the shoppers are, that's where the business is, and you can expand much more quickly. So if you can expand into the fleet of stores operated by Circle K, as one example, you reach a lot of people really quickly. So retrofit is a thing we're very good at because we're designed to work with existing stores. Amazon's not yet there. What doesn't it do, or what is it not very good at, where you're, where you're like, gosh darn it, it just still doesn't quite understand whatever? We built the technology in the state of California, and we matured it here, and we trained it here, and it worked great. And then we shipped it to Pennsylvania in September of 2020. It was our first live retrofit store. And it worked great there, too. So we had a huge party. Literally, we had a party like a couple blocks away. Celebrated. And it worked well, and it worked well, and it worked well. And then around mid-November of that year, our accuracy numbers fell. We were no longer 99.6% accurate. We fell to 98.5% accurate. We were losing accuracy, and we had no idea why. And we dove in and looked for examples and looked for examples and looked for examples. And um, one of our team members put up a bunch of videos of examples of us getting it wrong on the screen. And it was immediately obvious, we're not good at people wearing gloves. And people in California just don't wear gloves. (laughs) It's just not a thing we Californians do. But you know what? In Pennsylvania in November... A fraction of the population wears gloves and doesn't take them off to go shopping. We were not good at gloves. And once you know that, all you have to do is tell that to the AI. Just get a bunch of examples of people shopping gloves, and our accuracy came back up again within a month. But there was a period of time where we had made that mistake. We were living with broken. We didn't know we were living Mm -hmm, with broken. mm -hmm. And then someone dove in and tried to figure it out, and we stumbled across, weirdly, we're bad at gloves. Will Glazer, founder of Pandora, CEO of Grubango. 
Gravango's technology is in a limited number of Circle K convenience stores right now. But Will says you'll see their technology in a major grocery store, a brand we all know, he says, later this year. Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.